Welcome to Unlimited Horizons, a podcast hosted by the International Association of Women. I'm your host and the president of IAW, Megan Bizzuto. This show features amazing women from the IAW community who are climbing the corporate ladder and taking their communities with them. Are you ready to be inspired? Let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Unlimited Horizons by the International Association of Women. My name is Megan Bizzuto. I am your host here today. I serve as the president of IAW and love welcoming our incredible members to the podcast to share their stories, to inspire you. We have some powerful messages shared through this podcast every week. Today, I have one of my favorite members, Kalenda Allen-James, has been a member of IAW a few years now. She currently serves as the Director of Information Technology at Common Point Queens and is just an incredible, incredible person. She shares a lot about professional development and about how to bring bring things together regardless of your budget and is a great example of pursuing your goals and your and your dreams no matter what obstacle stands in your way. So Kalenda, welcome. Thank you for being here today. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the world of tech. Okay, thank you for having me. So I've always wanted to help people and I feel like technology is the best way to do it. My specialty is nonprofit technology making sure that nonprofits have technology to go after their mission without um, interfering with the operating budget of focusing on the the mission, you know, with technology. I love that. So, so you really, you really do help people, right? So you're, you're mission driven and you're, you've, you support nonprofits by enabling them with, with tech that's going to help them complete their mission without being overwhelmed with costs and, and challenges with tech. Cause tech, tech can get tricky. Right. And when you're, when you're, you're the person in the room that's helping people get connected <laughs> technology, a lot of people are overwhelmed by technology, right? They don't want to use technology. They don't want to find new systems and new ways of doing things. Are you often met with resistance of, no, we don't need new technology, or do people welcome the change and the, yeah, we need better systems in place to support our mission? Well, a lot of time people think of technology and nonprofits as just the internal customer, the -hmm. social workers, the teachers you're working with, not understanding how their work impacts their clients in the community. Um, I used to work with the homeless mentally ill and we would be in at-risk neighborhoods, social workers, cars were getting broken into left and right. You know, I had to be able to remote wipe laptops and cell phones to make sure no health information got out during the theft. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And because our social workers were supposed to be in the community, working with the community four days a week and only one day a week in the office, I realized we were spending too much money on office phones that people hardly use. So I redistributed our phone budget, saving $10,000 a month. Wow. And for that company, 
every $30,000 equaled a person not being homeless for a year. That's, that's incredible. That's incredible. So being able to take a step back and look at how are we utilizing our current technology and a, can we, can we do a better job of equipping people with the tools and the tech they need, but also are we spending money on things that we're just not using because tech tech can get expensive. Right. And I think that we all want all the things we all want the phone systems and we all want the the nice computers and we want all the systems and the, the platforms and everything. Um, but how much do you think there's a lot of waste in the tech world? Do you think that we do that where we over over invest in tech and then have have wasted budgets? So we invest in tech with only the high level participation Mm -hmm. of the stakeholders. Yep. We sometimes forget the quarterly stakeholder who's like input would save us from falling down a rabbit hole. Yep. And so that is where the waste is coming from, Mm -hmm. not having all the stakeholders at the beginning. Right. Because many times it's the loudest stakeholder (laughs) that drives the project. Yep. But the quarterly stakeholder, the actual client that you want to serve, end up getting separated from the conversation Mm -hmm. and we're missing great opportunities. So we are buying the tech with a limited view of the mission. Yep. And so that's why we have to truly listen, prompt for questions and make sure all the stakeholders are at the table in order to leverage the technology in the most effective and cost-effective way. Yep. So I want to I want to talk a little bit about your your journey in tech because I know and and you and I have talked about this before um, the challenges and you say one of the like one of the challenges you've overcome is the the lack of resources and limited resources as you were as you were going to school and, and getting the certifications and, and building building your professional development plan. So let's talk a little bit about how how do we pursue our dreams and how do we go after these really big career goals when money is the obstacle? Because so many people don't have access to the resources, right? And when I say resources, the financial resources, it costs money to go to school. It costs money to get certifications. It costs money to, to buy the laptops, to buy the equipment that you need. So can you share a little bit about your own journey and the the how how would you guide people through going after it and pursuing it even when there is that that financial obstacle okay so one of the obstacles is computer certification exams many companies don't like to pay for them they only want to pay for formal education Mm -hmm. and therefore if you just had three hundred dollars you know to take the certification you could immediately see your salary increase by $3,000 on the open market. Mm-hmm. But the traditional benefit structure is only focusing on like higher education. Yep. And so this is where you would research the company issuing the certification. Um, companies like Microsoft and Salesforce join their mailing list. 
let them know you're interested in their certification. And then they will start sending you newsletters. And generally quarterly to yearly, there will be a special. Mm-hmm. If you use our self-taught materials and complete our self-taught um, information in a um, short amount of time, we will give you the $200, $300 voucher to take the exam. Mm-hmm. And so that is where you can cut the cost. Yep. Secondly, your local library is a resource. Yep. All of the entry-level technology exam books can be checked at the library at two to three weeks of time. So you might have mm-hmm. to do a lot of renewals to get through the material, but you can. Many libraries now so also have internet and um, equipment checkouts. So you yep. can check out a library computer. You can check out a library hotspot to pursue your goals. If like the investment um, of new equipment is not there for you. Yep. And we have to remember the back to school specials that are advertised work for the adult back to school also. Yep. So places like walmart.com Back to school in August, you'll see a bundle, laptop, mouse, camera, bag for a flat fee. Yep. So just because the photograph of the advertisement as a minor does not mean that the adult <laughs> student can also access these resources. Right. So be resourceful. And I, I, I love what you said, because there's those certifications. If if three hundred dollars is the burden and, and, you know, there's this this, okay, I have to get the certification to get the job I want or to get the promotion that I want, but the financial constraint is there. Be resourceful looking for discounts, looking for, okay, get on the mailing list, figure out what certification it is, who runs it, get on their mailing list and pay attention for when their specials or offers. But I especially love that you said tap into the library. I'm a huge fan of public libraries. Um, I, I love spending time in the library. I love using the resources at the library. There is so much you can, you can get at the library for free that I think people really miss out on. Um, and so I, I love that you called out the library as, Hey, look, there's, there's, there's lots there that you can do that is not going to cost you a lot of money. Spend your time using those resources. Um, because we know if, if there's a financial burden or there's a financial challenge, you can use that as the excuse. You can use that to prevent you from getting to where you want to be, but there are ways to, to get around that. Yes. I love that. Um, so in terms of your own journey, so were there other obstacles? Do you feel like there's other obstacles? Cause you're, a, you're a woman working in tech. So tech, very male dominated field. Um, I'm sure there's, there's lots of men in your way. I'm sure that there's other challenges. Are there other challenges that you feel like you have faced as a woman working in tech? Yes. Okay. So in the computer networking space, there is a physical component to the job. And we have these secret closets holding all the IT equipment to keep the company running. But these closets are generally designed by men. Mm. And if you're seven months pregnant, you physically can't reach around the commitment and the equipment to access your job. 
We're going to take a quick break to talk about the International Association of Women. We talk a lot about the challenges women face, and we know that the best way to overcome challenges is with a supportive community by your side. The International Association of Women is here to support you throughout your professional journey. No matter where you're at in your career or business, IAW has the resources, tools, programming, and events to help you make progress towards your goals. This includes frequent networking events where you can show up authentically and share your ask with the community, a resource library filled with ebooks and templates, and monthly workshops and webinars that are geared towards helping you maximize your potential. Visit www.iawomen.com to learn more about the IAW community and how IAW will help you fast track your success. All right, let's get back to the show. There is a social cue that makes it seem like you have to lift all the equipment yourself. A -hmm. blade server is 100 pounds. But according to the United States Occupational Handbook, you're only required to lift 25 pounds. Mm -hmm. So there is nothing stopping you legally from asking for a cart, requesting a toolkit to do your job safely, Mm -hmm. requesting that you get a ladder to change a projector bulb and don't stand on a random chair. (laughs) OSHA applies to technology also. Yep. So there are social cues where people take it upon themselves in the tech world to do a lot of physical labor, which is not in the actual occupational handbook description of the job. And I feel that deters a lot of women who see these cues in their company. Oh, I don't want to pursue that path. I don't want to be that physical. And the answer is you're not supposed to. Mhm. Mhm. Love that. Um so there's there's two things that you do really well that I want to call out. One is investing in professional development. And obviously working in tech there are certifications that are going to help you stand out. Um but you and you've talked to the IAW community about this before. Talk to me a little bit about finding the time for professional development and why why you prioritize it. So professional development is me investing in myself. My dreams personally are just as important as the dreams I participate in with the mission of my company. Mm-hmm. And I can't give more to my company than I give to myself. And when you're in the white work space, they support you supporting yourself. Mm-hmm. And so with that in mind, I will use the library to get some quiet space to study for an exam. I will use the free LinkedIn learning that I get from IAW or with my local library card Mm -hmm. to pursue an introductions of different technologies before I invest in a course I'm not sure about. Yep. So there's a lot of entry-level overviews that I participate in before I make the sacrifice of investing. Yep. Um, When I got my master's degree, there was only one desk in my household that I had to share with the whole family. So I used an ironing board and gained a 4.0 
zero grade point average to get my master's of information systems with a concentration in technology leadership. Mm-hmm. I did it from a folding chair and an earning board. My family knew if the earning board was up, I was getting educated. Mm-hmm. The best my family could do was give me a 15 minute warning before they wanted to go to the bed. So we have to remember when we're asking our family and our community to support us, we're going to have to break down that support request in a manageable piece that they can support. Yep. You know, somebody might enjoy taking your child for an hour play date so you can concentrate on an audio Um, lesson that you got from the library another family member might be interested in cooking dinner so you can gain 30 minutes in the evening to read an article but not every family member is taking a whole day off of work to go to your graduation so you have to just know what you need and break it down in small enough pieces so everybody has an access point to support you Yep. Yep. And I think being, being clear about what support you need as well and, and making those requests of people and not being afraid of, of prioritizing your own professional development and saying, this is important to me. I need you to cook dinner tonight so that I can have my 30 minutes to, to do my coursework or to, to read this article or to, to invest in myself, investing the time in myself by mm-hmm. eliminating distractions elsewhere. And I think as women, we often we don't want to ask for that space. We don't want to, we don't want to burden other people with the investment in ourselves. but I think it's important to, to do that. And another thing I'd point out, many of us say, I don't have the time. And if you think your schedule is too busy, I first ask you to check your entertainment time. Does <laughs> your entertainment truly feel, um, feed you? make you feel better, make you feel rejuvenated afterwards. Because I know during the pandemic, there was a lot of like negative news. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of sad stories. The entertainment being offered on my Netflix and chill was quite violent and sad. And true crime does not make me sleep better at night. (laughs) And so during the pandemic, I took a couple hours from my entertainment time and put it into a non-emotional reading of Microsoft Teams. Mm -hmm. Because after reading about Microsoft Teams for 45 minutes with nobody dying at the end, I had no problems falling asleep that night. Right, right. And so if your entertainment is leaving you more drained than rejuvenated, Take a couple hours away from an entertainment and pursue something that has a not high emotional taxing yep. ability on your life. Right, right. Um, yeah, I think that's important. I think that we we kind of get consumed with the, oh, there's no time for that. We're so busy. There's no time for that. But if you really break down how much time you're spending on I'll say entertainment it could be Netflix it could be social media it could be 
like the Instagram scroll, right? We get sucked in. Um, if you break all that time down, you likely could come up with 30 minutes a day to invest in your professional development, to read a book, to, and that's, that's, I think the, the definition of professional development, it doesn't, it doesn't mean just pursuing a degree or a certification. It could be reading a book and it, the book could be a skill. It could be something that inspires you. It could be something that motivates you. It's there's, there's so many things that fall under that umbrella of professional development. Yes. And a lot of our companies have great mobile resources. I remember I created a Canva flyer for my podcast on the bus using the Canva app. (laughs) And it took me 30 minutes. Yep. Yep. Um, I have pursued a college course through the app. You know, I pop in my lesson type up my assignment in notepad, submit. By the time I get off the bus, the assignment's with my professor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of, the, one of the other things that I want to hone in on in our conversation, because I've seen you show up in this space really well, relates to networking. And we, obviously I see you at a lot of IAW networking events, but one of the things that, that you shared with us in your, in your form is don't feel afraid to career network in your smaller social settings, like, like hobbies, such as book club or gardening. Talk to me a little bit about the overlap of networking in those personal spaces. So in these personal spaces, you have the opportunity to talk about your whole self, not just the topic of interest. I've actually got three jobs from book club. Because when I participate in book club, I'm showing somebody that I'm reliable. I'm showing somebody that I can read and process information. I am making people feel comfortable. I'm asking informed questions. I am being a good listener. That is a description of a great employee. Mm-hmm. And so when I am showing up in this space, I now can give an ask for an ask. So one of my friends, she used to work for a Fortune 500 company. And I was looking for work. She had a lot of access to provide opportunity. But she wants to make sure she doesn't waste her brand, personal brand equity on the wrong person. Mm -hmm. So she needed to see me prepared for four or five book clubs, coherent, respectful, thoughtful, before she would like to give me the opportunity to look at her internal company database. To see the salaries and the managers of the positions that isn't shown on Indeed. Yep. And when I'm talking about myself, I could be like, hey, in between this book, I'm also studying for Salesforce. Having that statement, somebody calls me six months after book club. Oh, I remember you studied for Salesforce. Did you finish it? I have a sales folks contract for you. It's just a little project. Are you interested? Yes, I am. But if you're not talking about your whole self, you're missing opportunities because everybody has a bigger self than 
where they are. They right. have jobs, they have communities, they have coworkers, they have spouses who also have jobs and communities. Right. And they're always looking for people. Right. And when you're on the job search, the whole world needs to know you're on a job search. Yep. When I first moved to the city, I was talking in the DMV line. I was like, hey, I just moved to the city. I'm getting my driver's license. I'm looking for a job in IT. Yep. The person in front of me is like, oh, the IT at my job is retiring. I literally got an interview from that DMV conversation. Because <laughs> I now wow. knew a company that was about to have a vacancy that hasn't been published yet. Right, right. So that, that's, that's an interesting perspective of, I think, so often we we separate career and personal, right? So we don't always show up as our whole self. And, and this goes both ways. But when we show up in those personal spaces as our whole self and share more authentically what what's going on at work and what we're looking for at work, and you're you're already building those relationships. So these people are going to know you, they're going to like you, they're going to trust you. So why not use them to help your career? And, and I love this, this example of being in line at the DMV, getting a driver's license, striking up a conversation with somebody, you never know what's going to come out of a conversation. And I think mm-hmm. that's where showing up with, with an open mind and just this mentality of let's just meet people, right? Let's just get to know people and, and learn more about them and, and share what it is I need and what it is I'm going through. Mm-hmm. You just never know what's going to be on the other side of that. Yes, because I found some great companies with great benefits by asking people at jury duty, did your company pay for jury duty? That's a great Mm -hmm. perk. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, I want to know where you work if they're giving jury duty payments. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love this. So as we, I've, I've, I've enjoyed this conversation. I always love hearing your perspective on like the career in tech and, and professional development resources and, and how you stay on top of everything and how you stay connected with people. So thank you for showing up in this space today. Um, so first I want to, I want to tell people where they can find you. Uh, calendathetech.com is your website. You are also on social media on all the platforms under Kalenda the Tech. Um, as we start to wrap up here, any any last last minute words of advice or tips that you want to share with our listeners? I would say that we all have dreams that are worth being pursued. And just because the obvious path is not clear to you now does not mean there's not a path to that dream. It just might be in slow motion. It just might be on a diagonal and it might be from the support of community resources like the library. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. Such a great way to wrap up. Well, Kalenda, thank you so much for being here today. As always, I enjoyed our conversation. Love everything you do. And thank you for supporting the IEW community. To our listeners, thanks for listening in. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Kalenda. Definitely go reach out, connect with her online. And I hope to see you back here again next week for another episode of Unlimited Horizons. Thank you, everyone, and I hope you have a fantastic day. Thank you for listening to Unlimited Horizons, a podcast hosted by the International Association of Women. If you would like more information about our community, visit our website at www.iawomen.com.